Time to wake Time up. To wake up. <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government, while the people have borne the cost. You are tuned in to His Hardline. Welcome to the number one show many have yet to discover. Our priorities of discussion are quite simple. We put God first. We talk about good health and how to fortify our families, followed by how we restore the republic so we can have a strong nation once again. So patriots, so patriots assemble. 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 Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning. Again, I was just on here just a second ago, 10 minutes prior, and apparently I was uh, hearing from some people here in the chat that I was sounding like I was in a tunnel. I'm getting thumbs up from Lizanella. I do appreciate that. So here we are about 12 minutes past the hour. I do appreciate that. Uh, I do. And I do apologize, too, for the uh, for the slight little delay here. But, uh, you know, such is life. Uh, but uh, we got to square it away. Just had to restart the computer. Not a big deal. Just send out a new link on Telegram and, and True Social. So there you go. I really appreciate all that. Sorry for that little hiccup. But um, I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the ones that are in charge and they are in the captain's chair. And they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome to His Heart Line, episode 545, Operation Vampire Killer 2000. Um, and I meant to put a part two up here. So when I publish these, uh, this podcast, it's going to say part two because we already went through part one. Uh, I'm reading through a, a, it's a, it's a manual. It's not really so much a manual, but a publication called Operation Vampire Killer. And uh, it's by... Um, a group of men and women who recognize what's going on with the takeover of our country. It's a group of men and women who are in the military, right? Active, retired service members in the military, uh, guardsmen, as well as specific law enforcement people. Okay. <clears throat> so that's where this publication comes from. Yes, you can find it on the national assembly.net website. 
Um, it is over there. In fact, that's where I found it. It's a very good read, and we're going to continue to go through that. But after, but before we get to that, we are going to do Galatians. We're going to do a reading out of Galatians chapter four. <clears throat> okay, so. Um, but a little bit of housekeeping. Don't forget, I do have a website. It's www.hishardline.com. There is a give, send, go over there on that page if you feel so inclined. But more importantly, uh, rather than dollars, what I'd rather have you do is share the show with at least five friends or, you know, family members, if you could, heck, even some of your enemies show, you know, share the show out there with people. Um, that, you know, it's just, it's really that important that we grow this podcast. We grow this platform. Because we need to continue to get the information of, first off, we need to continue to get the information like the Word of God, for example, which was like our first law book. It's our first history book. It's our first guidance book on pretty much how to live your life a righteous and moral way, as well as what to avoid in life. I mean, it, the, the Bible, God's Word is just so, so majorly important. People really do need to, you know, dig into the Word a little bit. Okay. Spend 15 minutes a day at minimum with your Lord and Savior in prayer and reading, you know, at least even a verse or two, something. Crack open the Bible, okay? Wipe the dust off. Don't let it be some book sitting on the bookshelf that just collects dust that you never open up, okay? It's, it's very, very important. Now, as a cute little disclaimer, remember, as I always state periodically on the podcast, I am not a doctor, I don't wear a white coat. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a pastor, priest, deacon, or biblical scholar, or a bar lawyer. And I do not give out legal advice, just FYI. I'm also not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. So there you go. Additionally, I do not advocate for violence. I am my own man. And the opinions, thoughts, and statements are of my own unless I reference other materials. So there you go for all the Karens and Darrens out there. That's my cute little disclaimer for just you. All right. So let's get right into the reading. Galatians chapter 4. I'll be reading out of my favorite version of the Bible. It would be the New American Bible, Revised Edition. That's my favorite one. And the reason that is, in case you've missed it before in previous shows, why I explain, you know, where I explain why this is my favorite Bible, because it has the seven additional apocrypha books that it's missing in most bibles like your king james and your 1599 geneva bible it has seven additional books in there that i really enjoy reading and i believe there's a lot of good information in there one of these days i'll probably read out of those books but for right now because most of you probably aren't familiar with it um right now we're going to be digging into galatians so chapter four we're going to talk, so there's four sections in this. The first section, starting with verse 1 through verse 7, we're going to talk about God's free children in Christ. Then as we get into verse 8 through verse 11, we're going to talk about how we do not throw this freedom away, right? We don't want to throw that away and, and squander what freedom we have. Um, and then verses 12 through 19, excuse me, 12 through 20, we're going to talk about the appeal to former loyalty. And then ending with verse 21 all the way to verse 31, we're is a uh, we'll be reading an allegory on Christian freedom. Very important stuff. So, starting with verse 1. It reads, I mean that as long as their heir is not of age, he is no different from a slave, although he is the owner of everything, but he is under the supervision of guardians and administrators until the date set by his father. In the same way we also, when we were not of age, were enslaved to the elemental powers of the world. When, but when the fullness, 
of the hold on i think i want to make sure i put something okay okay i just had to make sure i did something over here on clout hub i was like oh i had to switch something over okay but when the fullness of time had come god sent his son born of a woman born under the law to ransom those under the law so that we might receive adoption now as proof that you are children god sent his spirit of his son into our hearts crying out abba father So, you are no longer a slave, but a child, and if a child, then also an heir through God. Now, at a time when you did not know God, you became slaves to things that by nature are not God's. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back, your ba turn back again to the weak and destitute elemental powers? Do you want to be slaves to them all over again? You are observing days, months, seasons, and years. I am afraid on your account that perhaps I have labored for you in vain. I implore you, brothers, be as I am, because I have also become as you are. You did me no wrong. You know that it was because of physical illness that I originally preached the gospel to you and you did not show disdain or contempt because of the trial caused because of the trial caused you by my physical condition but rather you received me as an angel of god as christ jesus now where now is that blessedness of yours indeed i can testify to that if i had been possible if it had been possible you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me so now i have become your enemy by telling you the truth the show interest, they show interest in you, but not in a good way. They want to isolate you so that you may show interest in them. Now it is good to be shown interest for good reason at all times, and not only when I am with you. My children, for whom I am again in labor until Christ be formed in you, I would like to be with you now and to change my tone, for I am perplexed because of you. Tell me, you who want to be under the law, do you not listen to the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and the other by the freeborn woman. The son of the slave woman was born naturally, and the son of the freeborn through a promise. Now this is an allegory. These women represent two covenants. One was from Mount Sinai, bearing children from slavery, and this is Hagar. Hagar represents Sinai, a mountain in Arabia. It corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery along with her children. But the Jerusalem above is freeborn, and she is our mother, for it is written. Rejoice, you barren one who bore no children. Break forth and shout, you who were not in labor, for more numerous are the children of the deserted one than of her who has a husband. Now you brothers, like Isaac, are children of the promise. But just as then the child of flesh persecuted the child of the spirit, it is the same now. But what does the scripture say? Drive out the slave woman and her son. For the son of the slave woman shall not share the inheritance with the son of the freeborn. Therefore, brothers, we are not, we are children not of the slave woman, but of the freeborn woman. And that is the reading of Galatians chapter 4, verses 1 through 31. So there you go. 
Okay, so what did we read here? Let's get into the summary, which, by the way, again, because I always like to make sure I reference other material, we got BibleRef.com, which is going to supply us with the summary of today's reading. Now, in Galatians chapter 4, Paul continues teaching an important lesson to the Galatian Christians. And according to Paul, it would be foolish for them to begin to follow the law of Moses in hopes of being acceptable to God. And in this passage, he takes three additional approaches. Now, his first argument has to do with a kind of servitude endured even by heirs of a wealthy man. Now, Paul's illustration this time comes from the Greek culture of his day. Now, a child might have been destined to inherit everything his father owned, but until the day of his inheritance came, he continues to live under the supervision of managers and guardians, and he was not truly free. Now, in the same way, those under the law lived in a kind of servitude until Christ arrived on earth. Now, we could not escape our own sinfulness, which the law revealed, and Christ brought us out or bought us bought with a B-O, not B-R-O. But Christ bought us out of that slavery by paying the price for our sins with his life. And so as a result, God adopts those who trust in Christ as his own full children. More than that, God actually sends his own spirit to live in the hearts of those new sons and daughters. Now, in a similar way, the Galatians themselves were slaves to false gods. Now, why are they beginning now to follow the law and become slaves again? This, Paul's second argument in Galatians 4, is more of a, more of a personal appeal than, than a point of logic. And he sounds emotional and desperate, and he reminds the Galatian Christians of how openly they honored him and the message of Jesus when they first got to know each other. But even an illness suffered by Paul described a trial to the Galatians did not keep them from believing. Now, what has changed? Paul asked. Have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? Mm. In truth, Paul knows what has changed. And the Galatians have begun to see him and the message of God's grace as untrustworthy because of the false teacher in their midst. Now, Paul reveals the motive of these teachers. They only want to glorify themselves. Pay attention to this, ladies and gentlemen, because this is very important. Because what Paul, <clears throat> what Paul dealt with then, we're seeing happen now. We have a lot of people who want to glorify themselves in many aspects. In the church, in the workplace, in the assembly, in the fake assemblies. There's so many people that want to elevate themselves in status and glorify themselves. Eh, wrong. You glorify God. And if you have earbuds in, my apologies for blowing out your eardrums, but no, that's not how that works. You do not glorify yourself. Now, Paul, on the other hand, in this case, calls them dear little children. And he is suffering for them once more as a mother suffers through childbirth. Now, he wants nothing more than to see Christ take shape in them. That's why he still labors until Christ takes shape in them. But finally, Paul builds a somewhat complicated allegory from the life of Abraham to show that in choosing the law, the Galatian Christians will be choosing slavery instead of freedom. And I just can't understand that. Why, why would that be? 
I just don't understand that, 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 that attitude, that, that mentality. And so in this allegory, Abraham, <clears throat> excuse me, Abraham's slave wife, Hagar, represents living under the law of Moses and his free wife, Sarah, represents being justified before God by faith in Christ. And you can see that referenced in Hebrews 11, 11. Now, Ishmael, born to the slave woman, is born into slavery. And Isaac, though, is the child of God's promise and born from supernatural power. Now, one day, Ishmael mocked Isaac. And in response, Sarah demanded that Abraham kick both Agar and Ishmael out of the family. And we already just recently read that not that long ago in Genesis chapter 21, verses 8 through 14. So, you know, here's the thing. She did not want Ishmael to share in the inheritance with her birth son, Isaac. God supported Sarah's request and Abraham cast them out. Now, Paul concludes that the same has happened with those who follow the law and do not trust in Christ to be justified. Wait, wait, wait. Let's repeat that again, because I think it's worth hearing again. Paul concludes that the same has happened with those who follow the law and do not trust in Christ to be justified. All who do trust in Christ are born into God's family and share in that promise by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Something very, very valuable to take from there. So, trying to remember did i read the disclaimer already try to remember i can't remember hmm somebody help me out here i can't remember if i did or not i thought i did okay cool thank you guys <clears throat> thought so just wasn't make i was just trying to make sure got to cover my bases you know because you know it's my favorite part of the show <clears throat> excuse me now now, you guys are giving conflicting information. I see yes, yes, and then somebody says no. I'm going to go with the multiple yeses. <laughs> it's okay. She's like, I missed that part. Sorry. No big deal. Okay, so before we get into um, kind of getting into the Operation Vampire Killer 2000, I want to play a few couple things here. Now, the first thing I want to play, actually, hold on. Before we play anything, I want to read actually a few things from the White Hats Telegram page. Now, you guys, some of you might be like thinking, gosh, Jason, why are you reading stuff on your podcast from a page on Telegram called White Hats? Why? Well, some of the stuff does have a little validity, just FYI. Now, this one was posted, uh, I believe it was May 17th, so not that long ago. Just a couple days ago. Now, this is very important. So I'm going to read this because this, this, I just feel like it's very worth hearing. Uh, Liz and Ellis says, you like wearing a white coat or you don't? Eh, no, not really. More of a white hat. Not a really so much a white coat. Um, but right here, this is very interesting. So white hats. All right, this is from the white hats page on Telegram, May 17th. Explosive. America's fury ignites as Trump unleashes wrath over shocking Durham report. Now, I know this is already kind of a couple days old, right? This is kind of like old news as far as the Durham report being released. But continue to read. It says, hold on tight because the release of the Durham report has ignited a firestorm of outrage across the nation. 
The American people are seething and their anger is shared by none other than Donald Trump himself. Now prepare for an unfiltered, no holds barred accounts of the chaos that has unfolded. Now, but the battle is far from over. How do we reclaim our great nation and restore our duly elected president to power? The so-called fixes claimed by Durham are nothing but smoke and mirrors, and we must not deceive ourselves. The deep-rooted problems within the FBI persist, demanding an immediate and complete shutdown, not just vague promises of reform. Now listen up. Political candidates vying for the highest offices in the land, the restoration of faith in our federal government must become your unwavering mission. The time for political games is over. That's right. We demand decisive action. That's right. Like, I don't know, assembling your state with the National Assembly, the rightful National Assembly, by the way, not the one that's trying to be split like AVR tried doing. Just FYI, be very cautious of, of, of alligators and snakes and scorpions that try to deceive you and misguide you. Just FYI. Continuing to read, and let this be known, those who have committed unspeakable crimes against the American people, whether it be treason or sedition, will face the full weight of justice. I'm going to repeat that. Let this be known. Those who have committed unspeakable crimes against the American people, whether it be treason or sedition, will face the full weight of justice. No hiding place, no statute or limitations. Their day of reckoning is upon us, and we will not rest until every single one is held accountable. Be very, very wise of who you follow and who you listen to. Be very, very wise of who you follow and who you listen to. Because there is a thing called the contempt of the Constitution, which is the first common law that was written by the people in the assembly. The first common law written in modern day. I read it. You should go back and listen to it. The first common law in modern day written by the people in the assembly in the de jure government in Durham since 1861. Now, continuing reading, putting my personal lawsuits against the DOJ and the EOP aside for a moment, the fate of our justice system hangs in the balance. Now, if the Department of Justice fails to pursue the perpetrators of these heinous crimes, including the current POTUS, we will witness the demise of a very of the very rule of law I fought so fiercely to protect. It's a pivotal moment, America. We stand at the crossroads between a fair and unbiased justice system or a tyrannical rule by a select group of power-hungry elites. The choice is clear. And we must awaken from our slumber to reclaim our freedoms. That's right. We do. Open your eyes, America. The time for complacency is over. Rise up and seize the destiny that is rightfully ours. That's right. Now I'm going to continue with another post that was written here. Um, Let me see here. When was this one posted? I want to say this one was posted yesterday. Yesterday or the day before. So again, this is another one. Hold on a second. The destruction of the CIA brings down the deep state house and will expose everything from war crimes to corruption. 
Now, to military coups and the control of the Federal Reserve and the corrupt world banks, this is what the alliance military operations are after. Exposing the CIA run by cabal deep state in all countries. You know, the, you know, the, the, the military alliance that, uh, you know, kind of is part of this publication I'll be reading from Operation Vampire Killer 2000. Continuing the read here, this connects to bringing down the first fake U.S. CBDC. I have told many times that the first U.S. digital currency will fail and Trump will create the second real gold-backed banking system. Now, the Federal Reserve Bank is not federal and it holds no reserves. It is a private bank owned by its member banks and overall owned by the same big banks deemed too big to fail and like J.P. Morgan Chase. So when the CBDCs come to supposedly save the day, remember that these banks are run by child rapists and human traffickers. That's right. Everything happening with the CIA, with CIA wars in Ukraine and next Africa, plus Epstein pedophile ring operations with banks, plus exposure of JFK assassinations, plus world collapse, plus nuclear standoff, plus Biden laptop, plus vaccine exposures, plus gain of function, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all connected to a massive exposure of the CIA, which will lead to UN, NATO, Davos, Obama, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It will all tie back to them. The exposure of the CIA brings down the fake US CBDC coming system and the dismantling of the CIA ends all wars. Now, the Durham saga, Epstein saga is only beginning. Panic in the Pentagon house of Rockefeller's CIA. Who was Seth Rich? What did he know and why is he important? So again, that was a little post from the White Hats page there over in Telegram. And again, I'm not sitting here and saying, oh, that's to be, you know, true, right? But I will say there are some people that I know that have been able to confirm because I've, I've, I've pointed this channel out. And I was like, you know, I'm very curious on this. People that are, you know, that have that are in the military, have been in the military, were special forces. They've read this. And yes, there is some pretty solid validity to what this channel is actually posting. Mm -hmm. So again, you can take it for a grain, you know, just take it for a grain of salt, take it for what it's worth. Again, this is why prayer and discernment is so vital, so important. Do not take my word for it. Don't ever take anything I say for face value. You take it to God and you pray to God and you ask, what, what is to be believed out here? Let me tell you this, guys. I'll just tell you this one little thing because I, I, I pride myself on this. I'm so thankful that God has blessed me and my family with a nice little lifestyle. It comes at a price, obviously, which is 12 hour days, five, six days a week, sometimes 12 to 14 hour days, five, six days a week. I put in a lot of time behind the wheel of a truck. So it comes at a cost of a lot of man hours, hauling a lot of gas and ethanol and diesel. I don't have to rely on this podcast for an income like many do. And you will never see me sell out to the deep state 
or other people who want to try to contract because they want somebody who's paid opposition. You will never see that. You will never see that occur. So just something to think about. And again, don't ever believe what I say. Take it straight to God and pray for that discernment. Don't take anything that anybody says to heart until you take it to prayer. It's very important. Now, before we get into uh, Operation Vampire Killer, one thing I do want to play from our favorite buddy, Buddy Brown down there in Mississippi, Lessons from a Southerner. Let's see what he has to say here. Oh. Hold on, maybe. Let's see if I can get it even hooked up here first. I thought it was hooked up via Bluetooth. Apparently, it did not want to recognize. So we're just going to do this real quick. So we're going to plug this in. We're going to turn this volume up, turn that volume down. And we're going to restart it. And let's play. I got no problem helping the needy, but I do have a problem funding the lazy. If you're feeling down because you're a four, just walk into Walmart. You'll be an instant nine in there. (laughs) I'm all for dividing America up into two halves, one capitalist, one communist. The commies will starve in three weeks and we'll just take your land back. If we make guns illegal, nobody will get shot anymore. That's how we stopped everyone from doing drugs. There's a difference between letting kids be kids and letting kids be assholes. (laughs) Everything will kill you, so just choose something fun. If you believe minimum wage is too low, consider requiring a skill worth more than minimum wage. What's my favorite childhood memory? Not paying bills. People who watch The View are the reason they put instructions on shampoo bottles. That bulge a woman loves in a man's jeans is called his wallet. (laughs) I love it. I love it, man. I'll tell you right there. Buddy Brown, he speaks a lot of truth. He's been actually doing really good, too, on iTunes. Apparently, uh, what is it, iHeartRadio? No, it wasn't iHeartRadio. I can't remember what, what platform. But so for some reason, they're, they're censoring a lot of his music. Um, who is it? Spotify. It was Spotify. His music's apparently in, like, Spotify jail. And, uh, and they're, they're preventing his newest album that he just released not that long ago. They're preventing it from being sold. And so, but for some reason, somehow, through the grace of God, I don't know how, but through the grace of God, um, Apple iTunes is selling it, which I think is, you know, remarkable considering how woke Apple is. Um, Yeah, so I thought that was very, very interesting. Now, speaking of what he was just talking about there, all right, how he was talking about how he's for splitting America here in two parts. Um, Don't think he's trying to be divisive. Listen to why he says that. Listen to this, okay? Y'all remember when you were eight years old and you had a bunch of friends over and you're jumping on the bed and there's a ceiling fan hanging over your bed and everybody liked to stick their hand up in it and the blades would make that real cool sound on your fingers like but you don't want to go too far because you get your fingers just knocked off. There's always this one idiot kid. I guess we'll call him Jimmy. (laughs) He had to punch the ceiling fan and stick his whole fist up there. Well, disaster followed. The whole fan spun out of control. And that destruction led to your old man giving you an ass whooping for lack of common sense and breaking his fan. You probably mowed yards to pay him off. There's a lot of ceiling fan kids out there today, ain't there? 
I mean, idiots that cannot understand how a world is supposed to function. So they embrace ideas like communism and socialism. Here's the deal. Or the American State National or a split assembly. I'm all for dividing America up into two halves at this point. I really feel like it'd be a great idea. And there's zero risk whatsoever when we're talking about this because we'll have no interaction with them for a couple years. And then all of a sudden, we'll just check back to see how things are going. The communist side will have mostly killed themselves. They'll be completely out of food and chasing rats through the alleys of Manhattan for a quick lunch. Millions of them will lack medicine. Mental health will be out of control because there's no well-funded charities to actually help these people anymore. Everyone will be weak and on their knees and crying for America to come back and play our reindeer games. It just so happens that our reindeer games is to lead them to their own devices because self-government needs to win the day. We'll walk right back in, we'll take over their land, and the American spirit is going to be as powerful as when the men came back from World War II and they were dipping women in the streets and kissing them. All for one, one for all, one common purpose. For years, y'all, I've studied all the great wars that we've ever had in America right in the years before they happen, because that's what interests me the most. How did it happen? I like to see the common trends, and I like to see humans breaking point. Well, let me tell y'all something. Right now in 2023, that idiot kid Jimmy is about to shove his fist up in a ceiling fan he don't want no part of. We keep waiting on the one thing it's going to take for patriots to finally get involved, which is when they try to take what we've rightfully earned away. That's coming down the pipeline according to world leaders. You'll own nothing and be happy. Remember that? When Winston Churchill found out that Pearl Harbor had been bombed, he broke out a bottle of champagne. Y'all know this? He said, we've won the war. His generals looked at him like he was absolutely crazy. America's fleet was wiped out. France was overrun. London was getting bombed. Churchill said America is like a giant boiler. Light a fire under it, and there's no limit to the amount of heat it can generate. I have a feeling that when this sleeping giant finally awakes and arises, there will be no hiding place for those who tried to destroy her. It's like Japanese Admiral Yamamoto said, you cannot invade mainland United States. There would be a rifle behind every single blade of grass. You think it's just a pretty quote? F around and find out. Y'all ever notice that a wasp doesn't really bother you until you swat at it and you chase it down? Then it stings you in both your eyelids and you can't see for an entire week. And that's just one wasp. Imagine 80 million. Let me remind y'all that all our granddads are watching us from heaven. They're watching your performance to see what you're going to do, see what you're really made of. Let's do them one proud. Yeah, that's right. Let's do them one proud. Let's do them one proud. That, again, is by Buddy Brown. All right. He's one of my favorite guys that I follow on YouTube. I think he's absolutely spot on with a lot of most of what he says. There's some things that it's like, eh, I think you need to get your facts straight on a couple things. But by and large, yeah, he speaks a lot of truth, and I do absolutely appreciate his outlook on things, and that's actually one song I'm going to be playing at the end of the show here. It's called We, we Ain't Leaving, and it's by Buddy Brown. It's about two and a half minutes long, not a real long song. I think it's like two and a half or three minutes long, but it's called We Ain't Leaving. All right, so that's what we're going to play. Now, again, because of the issues that I was having uh, with uh, my audio here with the microphone, <clears throat> um. We are going to go over a little bit, not by much, but um, I'm going to use my own discretion. But we're going to go over the 8 o'clock hour just a little bit, just because, again, just of the issues, the technical issues I was dealing with. But, hey, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. Sometimes that's just how it goes. So Operation Vampire Killer 2000, again, written. This is a publication written by people who are military, police officers, 
other people in law enforcement, National Guardsmen, who recognized that we have people in our ranking file, in our ranks, who are trying to destroy America from within by taking payoffs and trying to implement communistic, socialistic, and in a lot of cases, satanic type of you know things within the structures of America to try to bring her down from within. We see it in the corporate world. We see it happen in the church, most churches. We see it happen at the home. We see it happen in the assembly, the national-assembly.net website, by the way. That's for the, the real assembly, national-assembly.net. <clears throat> we see it everywhere. From their works, you will know them. Now, here are their words and works and some very important evidence, which is going to be representative of the stakes that's going to be used to drive through these vampires to expose and kill off the world government vampires in our society. And they come in all forms, from high level to low level, and everything in between. So in addition to this are included other pertinent materials like government maps, et cetera, all of which revealed other parts of the same treasonous operation. Now, with these facts in hand, our nation's internal protectors and police and National Guardsmen will be able to alert even the most hard-headed of our colleagues to understand that very soon, if we do not stop these world government proponents, and install in places of leadership honorable men and women all military national guardsmen and officers of the law will be used as the enforcement arm to guarantee a full uh, a full complement of volunteers for these imperialists for their quote peaceful socialist global society Right? You will own nothing and you will be happy. That's what these assholes want. Oh, Jason, you just said a bad word. I don't care. Click off the channel if you don't like how I speak over here. Click off the channel if you think what I'm saying over here is blasphemy or you think it's, it's fake news. Just click off. I'm not dealing with you people anymore. To all the fake fraudulent people out there, to all the obfuscators and infiltrators, CIA, FBI informants, I'm not dealing with you guys anymore. We know who you are, just so you know. And so the exposure is the death knell of the new world order. This is why so many people are waking up. So much is going on and there's so much information getting out there to help wake the sleeping giant. Now, investigating officers always must demand proof of a crime. Always demand proof of a crime. There is evidence for these people. No assumption can stand alone. I think it's worth saying that again. Investigating officers always must demand proof of a crime. Just like the people in the assembly with a grand jury must have proof of a crime and evidence and facts. Oh, yeah. Grand jury cannot stand just using assumptions. It can't stand alone. 
continuing here, it says, here are the confessions right from the mouths of these parasites of liberty. Now, once armed with this information, our plan is simply for each officer to take this publication, make copies of it, or order more copies and pass them out ASAP to every police officer and National Guardsman he knows. Now, all officers, for their own welfare and in order to be of assistance, need these facts. Keep in mind that these globalist government bloodsuckers, just like in the old movies with vampires, they must do their dirty deeds in the darkness. And the purpose of this publication is to bring the darkness to light. That's right. Now, if we do this, the only other activity that we, in the, which is the police against the New World Order, need apply is to uphold our oath of office. In other words, our duty is to protect the people and their rights under the U.S. and state constitutions. Now, we welcome every internal protector that loves liberty and has taken the oath to protect our U.S. Constitution and the freedoms of their fellow countrymen to join in. Saying no to the New World Order. Now, what's the New World? What New World? Man's desire to rule the world is as old as his presence on Earth. The new world order is actually the same old plan for world dominion. Uh, uh, excuse me, I wanted to say dominion, but for world domination. Biblical history itself shows this to be true. Now, the Tower of Babel was one such futile attempt by men to set up a one world society without God. And God himself crushed it. Now, Satan tempted even Jesus, promising him world dominion as his reward reward, right? Now, the same promise has been given to scores of other men over the ages. Now, history tells of many who have accepted the great deceiver's terms. Hmm. Wonder how many people out there have accepted the great deceiver's terms for trying to be a part of splitting things. Like AVR did, by the way. Let's not forget, AVR was very successful in splitting our assembly. I wonder what kind of, wonder what kind of payment she accepted by these great deceivers. You see, this diabolical quest has continued on through the 19th century and into the 20th century, with national and world figures each successfully making plans for world rule. Now, listed here are but a few of such statements from many past decades up to the present. Now, how shall we know? Some among us ask, how shall we know when tyranny has come to America's doors? There are very few answers that our founding fathers failed to leave us regarding the proper and improper role of government. Now, here is the answer to the question of how we shall recognize tyranny. Single acts of tyranny may be ascribed to the accidental opinion of a day, but a series of oppressions begun at the distinguished period and pursued 
unalterably through every change of ministers or administrations to plainly prove a deliberate systematic plan of reducing us to slavery. Now that's a quote from Thomas Jefferson. Now has tyranny come to America by that, by, by that quote? See, another one of our founders also said, and this was, uh, the, the quote says, when the government fears the people, there is liberty. And when the people fear the government, there is tyranny. And there is no question at this time that in our history that, you know, that Americans feel fear their government. Now, like the legendary vampire Dracula that we all known, lays claim to his victims And the globalist slowly drains the essence of life and liberty from our land. Now, while it may be surprising to some, we will begin this overview of U.S. treason and debauchery with America's current number one proponent of world conquest. And that would be President George Bush. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but the Skull and Bones, which has a little emblem of a skull and bones, and then number 322, there's an emblem out there. This is on the on the PDF that I'm reading here. But the emblem of Skull and Bones is a secret society of American blue bloods into which George Bush was actually inducted during his years at Yale University, just FYI. So George Herbert Walker Bush... president of the U.S. at one time, CFR director, trilateralist, lip reader, CIA director, by the way, Bush, one moonlit night in 1948 at Yale University, crawled naked into a coffin with 15 brother bonesmen. Yeah, as they call one another encircling him and he told his personal tales of debauchery took an occult oath was raised or in their little terms born again which again is blasphemous and right but as a man god okay not god of man or a man of god but as a man god and jumped into a pile of mud, thus joining the occult elitist skull and bone society. And he indeed is still a, what they call a boner today. Obviously even dead. Yeah, they're freaks. They're sickos. Absolutely. Now Bush before, Bush spoke before Congress on September 11th, very interesting date of 1990. Delivering a speech which he entitled Toward a New World Order. I'm sure you guys remember that. It was a very creepy speech, and he was addressing the subject of his Gulf War, and he made his first public utterance of his and his rich Comey, you know, cronies' plans for a world imperialism and stating that the war against Iraq was a rare opportunity to move toward a historic period of cooperation. 
And out of these troubled times, a new world order can emerge. You remember that, right? You guys remember that video. Now let us take a moment to compare the statements of the father of our republic with those of internationalist George Boner Bush. Now the great rule, all right, now this is by George Washington. This is this, what I'm about to read is a quote from George Washington made September 19th, 1796. The quote goes, the rule of conduct for us in regard to foreign nations is in extending our commercial relations to have as little political connection as possible. Why, by interweaving our destiny with that of any part of Europe, entangle our peace and prosperity in the toils of European ambition, rivalry, interest, humor, and caprice. It is our true policy to steer clear of permanent alliances with any portion of the foreign world. Now, Bush has given his New World Order, NWO pep talks, at least 20 different times over, you know, his, 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 his uh, life. Or at least when, at the time of this publication, it says over the last two years of various, you know, with, um, over 20 times over the last two years for various groups around the world. This was written. I'm trying to see if this when was it when this was written. It doesn't say here. But anyway, I'm sure he's given more pep talks more than 20 times. And now he's probably given pep talks to uh, you know, all the legions and and uh, you know, demons down there in, in hell where he's probably at, burning his ass for eternity. Enjoy your time down there in the lake of fire, you treasonous piece of garbage. And space does not allow us to list all these treasonous discourses. Now, however, several more are listed further on this report. Now, many of our officers are deeply involved in either the Socialist Republican Party or the Socialist Democratic Party. Now, both parties have played a large part in setting America on the course toward third world nation status. Now, Bill Clinton's goals are identical to Bush's. A new world order imperialism and Parrott's ideas for government are also pro-globalism. Now, we can give Bush credit that his recent unbashed, unabashed utterances of his dream of a new world order served to awaken at least a few slumbering Americans at that time. And somebody was writing right here, Paul Nevada, written in 1992 is when this publication came about. I'll have to take his word for it. I'm going to go verify that and check it out here later. Um, but these Americans now understand that what was long planned and covertly implemented is well on its way to fruition. Now, some will remember historical accounts of other megalomaniacs of the past who acted upon similar globalist ambitions. Now, several of the following are relatively recent examples, like Adam Weisenhoff, who was a professor at Germany. Ingolstadt University founded the Order of the Illuminati on May 1, 1776. Very interesting. And this man designed the very plan of world domination that is still in use today to enslave the world's masses. Now, here upon establishing his Order of the Illuminati, he smugly reflects on his coning 
the gullible Christians of his day, saying, and I quote, the most wonderful thing of all is that the distinguished Lutheran and Calvinist theologians who belong to our order really believe that they see it in Illuminati, the true and genuine sense of Christian religion. O mortal man, is there anything you cannot be made to believe? That's right. This is why I said earlier at the beginning of the show, be careful who you follow and be careful who you listen to. Take everything you hear for a grain of salt and take everything to God and ask for that discernment, including everything you hear at this platform. God is the only one that can show you what is real and what is not. Now, as we get, let me look at the time here for a minute. I'll go a little bit longer because, like I said, I had some sound issues earlier. Now, a high percentage of Christians, and you know what? Hold on. I, I got to pause for a minute because that, that's a very good question from that quote. I want to reread that because I'm, I'm still stuck on that for some reason, where he says, oh, mortal man, is there anything you cannot be made to believe? Oh, mortal man, is there anything you cannot be made to believe? Obviously not. And a high percentage of Christians today are still being coned in the same way. Now, one prime example of this are the millions of Christians and most church domination, denominations who have fallen for the New World Order plan of a one-world religion being spearheaded by the United Nations. National and World Council of Churches behind the battle cry of... Wow, that's a big word. Let me see here. It, let's see. Let's see if I can spell it. A coming... Uh, a coming... Uh, boy, that's a big word. Hmm. I'm just going to put this right here in the chat. It is spelled, I wish I would have known this word a little bit more here. Shows you my flaws. So it's spelled E-C-U-M-E-N-I-C-L. Let's see here. Ecumenicalism. We're just going to botch it. Forgive me. We're going to hit enter. There it is for you in the chat. But watch the future, and we will see only small groups of spiritual Americans who will resist following the millions of religious lambs to slaughter. Now, the Lord of the Bible always warned his people to never follow the multitude. Never follow the multitude. Okay, that's very, very important. Now, as we get into world and national leaders pointing in this direction, right? Pointing this way. Let's continue with different statements from those who over the last few generations have recognized the one world conspiracy. You had people like Benjamin Disraeli, who was a prime minister of England, was attributed with this statement in 1844 saying, the world is governed by very different personages from what is imagined by those who are not behind the scenes, end quote. The world is governed by very different personages from what is imagined by those who are not 
behind the scenes. Winston Churchill, our boy Buddy Brown, was talking about this. How after, you know, the bombing of Pearl Harbor, he opened up a bottle of champagne and said, we've won the war, and all his generals looked at him like he was crazy. Yeah. But Winston Churchill, who was the Prime Minister of England, stated to the London press in 1922, from the days of Spartacus and Weisenhoff and Karl Marx and Trotsky, Bella Kuhn and Rosa Luxemburg and Emma Goldman, this world conspiracy has been steadily growing. This conspiracy played a definite recognizable role in the tragedy of the French Revolution, and it has been the mainspring of every subversive moment movement during the 19th century. And now, at last, this band of extraordinary personalities from the underworld of the great cities of Europe and America have gripped the Russian people by their hair of their head and have become the undisputed masters of that enormous empire. Then you have Justice Felix Frankfurter, U.S. Supreme Court Justice. He says, I quote, the real rulers in Washington are invisible and exercise power from behind the scenes, end quote. We have somebody that tries to be an invisible man. Like Dusty was saying right here in the chat, never follow the multitudes. When in an elevator with others, never face the same direction the others all face. That is your test if you will follow multitudes or not. You got another quote by John F. Hyland. He was the mayor of New York in 1918 through 1925. The real menace of our republic is the invisible government, which, like a giant octopus, sprawls its tiny or its slimy legs over our cities, states, and nation. There is a quote here by FDR. Not quite sure. I want to read this one because he's a freaking treasonous piece of garbage. In fact, a few of them are. See, at the time of this publication, we've learned a lot more about these figures, and they're not uh, who they are. All right, they're not to be, they're not to be revered as good men and patriots of of this country because some of them are pieces of garbage. Who, well, they deserve a place in hell. We'll just say. Because FDR was the one who was trying to eliminate the field training manual, 2000-25, which was a manual released by the War Department that showed how to restore a republic back from a democracy. And FDR did not want that information out. I wonder why. Here's another one by Rowan Gaither, president of the Ford Foundation in 1954, which I don't know if that's really a good thing to be a president of, but in 1954 lends proof to what we know to be fact today, namely that, the, that many of our presidents have been a knowing a part of this world conquest plot. Mr. Gaither stated to the Congressional Reese Commission investigator Norman Dodd, and I quote, we operate here under directives which emulate from the White House. The substance of the directives under which we operate is that we shall use our grant-making power to alter life in the United States so that we can comfortably be merged with the Soviet Union, end quote. 
it's like they're almost trying to put it right out there in plain sight. You, you, you kind of, you know how that works, right? If you're going to carry out a plan, you have to put it out there, right? Um, let me see how many more quotes there are here. I'm going to bypass a few of them here. We're going to get to our favorite one that people always know. David Rockefeller is an international billionaire, uh, apparently a humanist. CFR Kingpin, founder of the Trilateral Commission, World Order Godfather, and in all probability, the high school graduate voted most likely to be hanged for treason. Voiced his praise of the controlled U.S. media for keeping their oath not to divulge the globalist plans to the public. Speaking to his fellow conspirators at a meeting June in 1991 in Baden-Baden, Germany. Of yet one more infamous world order group, the Bilderbergers, Mr. Rockefeller said, and I quote, We are grateful to the Washington Post, the New York Times. Time Magazine and other great publications whose directors have attended our meetings and respected their promises of discretion for almost 40 years. And yet people want to continue to read these pieces of garbage publications and watch the mainstream news lie to them day in and day out. He went on to explain further, and I quote, It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subject to the bright lights of publicity during those years, but the world is now more sophisticated and prepared to march toward a new world government. The supranational sovereignty of an intellectual elite and world bankers is surely preferable to the national auto-determination practice in past centuries, end quote. Now, it is not reported if the attendees kissed his ring or anything else, but after their leaders bestowed his blessing on those in attendance, actually, we could actually ask Governor Clinton or Dan Quayle, both of whom were there, and Bush and Clinton are Bilderbergers, internationalists, and their goals are exactly the same for America. Let us repeat, Clinton's, Bushes, and Parrots plans for America are virtually identical. The Republicans and Democrats' goals for America are virtually identical. Again, it's the Unicami Party. It's the same party. Doesn't matter. Red and blue, they're both the same. They both are taking our nation into a global government, or at least trying to. And so globalist Mr. Dan Quayle was there at June 1991 meeting being sized up as a possible Bilderberger and a U.S. presidential contender for 1996, but the major media's job was to convince Americans that the Republicans and Democrats are on opposite sides and fighting each other. You know, create the boogeyman, right? Problem, action, solution. Problem, reaction, solution. Here's another one. James Paul Warburg. Here's another one. Foreign agent of the Rothschild dynasty. Major player in the Federal Reserve Act scam on February 17, 1950, while speaking before the United States Senate. This pompous international internationalist boasted confidently, and I quote, We shall have world government, whether or not we like it. The only question is whether world government will be achieved by conquest or consent. End quote. And you had Robert Kennedy, 
former U.S. Attorney General of the U.S., all, and I quote, all of us will ultimately be judged on the effort that we have contributed to building a new world order, end quote. That was in 1967. We can all agree with Robert on one thing. All traders who participate in the new world order will be judged one day. That's right. So I think this is a perfect place to actually stop. We'll pick it up tomorrow. Now, tomorrow is Saturday. I will be on the air on Saturday and Sunday. Monday, I will not be. I am uh, I have a prior engagement to go help my father-in-law because um, he wants to get it in before uh, Memorial Day. So it's like a it's a tradition. Every year, me and um, another guy or a couple of guys, we always go to uh, put the dock in and the boat lift in at the cottage that we all get to enjoy. And so we're going to be doing that on Monday. So I will not be having a podcast on Monday for that reason. It's to help my father-in-law out. So just FYI. And then at some point when September rolls around, actually probably October, because after Labor Day, I mean, they, my in-laws and, you know, us, we still go up to the cottage even after Labor Day. But, um, you know, as it starts getting colder out, you know, it's, you know, less frequent, but, uh, we, at some point, will have a time in October where we will take the boat lift out and the dock out. So there you go. Let's see, Destry is putting right here on the chat, international governance under Bill of Rights and Articles of Confederation. Hmm. That's interesting. International governance under Bill of Rights and Articles of Confederation. Think I'm picking up what you're laying down, sir. Um, Nancy was also asking what time for tomorrow and Sunday. It's going to be a normal time, like we had today, 7 p.m. Eastern time. 7 p.m. Eastern time, unless something dramatically occurs or changes, um, it'll it'll be 7 p.m. tomorrow and Sunday. So there you go. Um, so we're going to end this in a prayer, and I do have one track I'm going to play by our friend Buddy Brown. It's a good song. It's called We Ain't Leaving. So, Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you for yet another good day. We appreciate all that you bless us with, and, and thank you for the education you give us on a you know, day-to-day basis. We ask for your discernment. We ask that you intercede into our minds and help us be able to sift out what's garbage and what's not garbage. We need you to help us to sift out who is a trusted friend and who is a deceitful foe? Guide our path. Show us the direction you need us to go into. We don't want to ever be led astray. We don't want to be gullible and believe every single thing we hear. So we ask very diligently and very, just very strongly, please give us that discernment that we need to be able to figure out, okay, who is good and who is not. What should we take in as solid information and what should we throw away and dump it in file 13? We thank you for your son, Jesus, Jesus Christ, and the sacrifice that he made for us by paying that ultimate sacrifice and paid for us, our sins, by dying on that cross. We thank you for all all that you give us and we're not deserving of it, but yet some reason you still give us all this and we thank you. Riata adds here to the prayer. 
Lord, thank you for today. We are blessed to have you as our Lord and Savior, and please bless everyone's weekend. Please heal the sick and weary. We need your wisdom and discernment. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayers in Jesus' name. And my wife adds in here, allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, especially down his path. And for the special intentions and unspoken prayers that hide deeply, deeply in the heart, in the center of people's heart. Because people either, they just don't know how to word the prayer, or they're too bashful or shy to put it out there, or they just don't know how to say it. Look into those hearts of those who are screaming from the inside but quiet on the outside. Help fulfill their prayers. We pray for the National Assembly and the assembly of each state to return and to stand up the rightful, lawful, de jure government. We appreciate all you do for us, and we also pray for our enemies who are being led astray. Let them turn from the ways that they think is right and turn to your way, which is the only right way, your way, God. And may they glorify you because a glorified God, I think, is a happy God. And we need to keep glorifying you each and every day. You're the only one that matters. You're the only one that should be at the heart and center of our lives each and every day. And we glorify all that you do and all that you are. In your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. I do appreciate everybody here. And like I said, we got some we got some difficult times that are going to be still occurring here in our future. But you know, it's nothing that we can't uh, that we can't handle. So, I hope everybody has a great weekend. I will be hauling a lot of gas. I'll be passing gas all weekend. So, hee ha. And this song I'm about to play is called We Ain't Leaving" by Buddy Brown. I'm going to play that, and then I will play the outro. So God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, here at His Heartline, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy will not cross into our territory. We will hold that line. We will hold it firm. Anybody who are infiltrators, fusticators, and, you know, basically undercover agents, you are known. And you will be found out if you aren't known yet. justice will prevail. Have a great, safe weekend, ladies and gentlemen, and we will see you back here tomorrow at 7 p.m. God bless. I'm on a backhoe dripping sweat here in the middle of July. Driving 18 wheels from Memphis to a big Montana sky. Turning wrenches on a diesel, running cattle through the back. You don't hear too much from us, cause every day we bust our ass. We like to see the red sun drop below the mountains. We don't always find our way, but we're still counting. Every single soul we've held, all the bad cards we've been dealt. If you think we all died out, man, you're just dreaming. Cause we're still here alive and well, and we ain't leaving. 
Swinging on this hammer since I was 14 years old Don't believe in taking handouts and I do just what I'm told So if I say I'm gonna be there, you can take it to the bank We're mostly quiet, but you better watch your ass the day we ain't We like to see the red sun drop below the mountains we don't always find our way, but we're still counting Every single soul we've held, all the bad cards we've been dealt If you think we all died out, man, you're just dreaming Cause we're still here alive and well, and we ain't Still counting Every single soul we've healed All the bad cards we've been dealt If you think we all died out Man, you're just dreaming Cause we're still here alive and well We ain't leaving Time to wake Time up. To wake up. <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government, while the people have borne the cost. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. You are fake news. Go ahead. Let's say China. We have losers. We have losers. I have a feeling it's going to be beautiful. But 
I will see you tomorrow, and I'm going to be cheering you on. You're going to cheer me on, but I'm going to be cheering you on because what we've done is so special. All over the world, they're talking about it. All over the world.